Segment three continued. I just saw Oliver. Wait a minute. I've got to see that old confidence again. Do you want her? She's on call. Oh, no. He turns to look at the girl. I'm telling you, watch this. Turning to the girl. Honey, she turns to him. Are you busy? Well, I am, but I can make a phone call. Do that, will you, honey? And see if you can get a friend. We'll be here for a while. Biff is one of the greatest football players in the country. Girl standing up. Well, I'm certainly happy to meet you. Come back soon. I'll try. Don't try, honey. Try hard. The girl exits. Stanley follows, shaking his head in bewildered admiration. Isn't that a shame now? A beautiful girl like that. That's why I can't get married. There's not a good woman in a thousand. New York is loaded with them, kid. Hap, look. I told you, she's on call. Biff, strangely unnerved. Cut it out, will ya? I want to say something to you. How did you see all? Did you see Oliver? I saw him, all right. Now look, I want to tell Dad a couple of things, and I want you to help me. What? Is he going to back you? Are you crazy? You're out of your goddamn head. You know that? Why? What happened? Bit breathlessly. I did a terrible thing today, Hap. It's been the strangest day I ever went through. I'm all numb. I swear. You mean he wouldn't see you? Well, I waited for six hours for him, see? All day. Kept sending my name in. Even tried to date his secretary so she'd get me to him. But no soap. Because you're not showing the old confidence, Biff. He remembered you, didn't he? Biff, stopping happy with a gesture. Finally, about five o'clock, he comes out. Didn't remember who I was or anything. I felt like such an idiot, Hap. Did you tell him my Florida idea? He walked away. I saw him for one minute. I got so mad, I could have torn the walls down. How the hell did I ever get the idea I was a salesman there? I even believed it myself, that I'd been a salesman for him. And then he gave me one look and I realized what a ridiculous lie my whole life has been. We've been talking in a dream for 15 years. I was a shipping clerk. What'd you do? Biff, with great tension and wonder. Well, he left, see? And the secretary went out. I was all alone in the waiting room. I don't know what came over me, Hap. The next thing I know, I'm in his office. Paneled walls, everything. I can't explain it. I, Hap, I took his fountain pen. Jeez, did he catch you? I ran out. I ran down all 11 flights. I ran and I ran and ran. That was an awful dumb. What'd you do that for? Biff agonized. I don't know. I just, I wanted to take something. I don't know. You got to help me, Hap. I'm going to tell Pop. You crazy? What for? Hap, he's got to understand that I'm not the man somebody lends that kind of money to. He thinks I've been spiting him all these years, and it's eating him up. That's just it. You tell him something nice. I can't. Say you got a lunch date with Oliver tomorrow. So what do I do tomorrow? You leave the house tomorrow and come back at night and say Oliver is thinking it over. And he thinks it over for a couple of weeks and gradually it fades away and nobody's the worse. But it'll go on forever. Dad is never so happy as when he's looking forward to something. Willie enters. Hello, Scout. Gee, 
I haven't been here in years. Stanley has followed Willie in and sets a chair for him. Stanley starts off, but Happy stops him. Stanley! Stanley stands by, waiting for an order. Biff, going to Willie with guilt, as to an invalid, sit down. Pop, you want a drink? Sure, I don't mind. Let's get a load on. You look worried. No, 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 to Stanley. Scotch all around. Make it doubles. Doubles, right, he goes. You had a couple already, didn't you? Just a couple, yeah. Well, what happened, boy? Nodding affirmatively with a smile. Everything go all right? Biff takes a breath, then reaches out and grasps Willie's hand. Pal, he is smiling bravely, and Willie is smiling too. I had an experience today. Terrific, Pop. What so? What happened? Biff, high, slightly alcoholic, above the earth. I'm going to tell you everything, from first to last. It's been a strange day. Silence. He looks around, composes himself as best he can, but his breath keeps breaking the rhythm of his voice. Uh, I had to, uh, I had to wait quite a while for him. And Oliver, yeah, Oliver. All day is a matter of cold fact, and a lot of instances, facts, pop facts about my life came back to me. Who was it, Pop? Whoever said I was a salesman with Oliver? Well, you were. No, Dad. I was a shipping clerk. But you were practically, Biff, with determination. Dad, I don't know who said it first, but I was never a salesman for Bill Oliver. What are you talking about? Let's hold on to the facts tonight, Pop. We're not going to get anywhere bulling around. I was a shipping clerk. Willie angrily. All right, now listen to me. Why don't you let me finish? I'm not interested in stories about the past or any crap of that kind because the woods are burning, boys. You understand? There's a big blaze going on all around. I was fired today. Biff shocked. How could you be? I was fired, and I'm looking for a little good news to tell your mother because the woman has waited and the woman has suffered. The gist of it is that I haven't got a story left in my head, Biff. So don't give me a lecture about facts and aspects. I'm not interested. Now, what have you got to say to me? Stanley enters with three drinks. They wait until he leaves. Did you see Oliver? Jesus, Dad. You mean you didn't go up there? Sure. He went up there. I did. I, I saw him. How, how could they fire you? Willie, on the edge of his chair. What kind of a welcome did he give you? He won't even let you work on commission? I'm out. Driving. So, tell me, he gave you a warm welcome? Sure, Pop, sure. Biff, driven. Well, it was kind of... I was wondering if he'd, he'd remember you. To Happy. Imagine, man doesn't see him for 10, 12 years and gives him that kind of a welcome? Damn right. Biff, trying to return to the offensive. Pop, look. You will know why he remembered you, don't you? Because you impressed him in those days. Let's talk quietly and get this down to facts, huh? Willie, as though Biff had been interrupting. Well, what happened? It's great news, Biff. Did he take you into his office, or did you talk in the waiting room? Well, he came in and, see, and Willie, with a big smile. What do you say? Bet you he threw his arm around you. Well, he kind of... He's a fine man, to Happy, 
Very hard man to see, you know. Happy agreeing. Oh, I know. Willie to Biff. Is that where you had the drinks? Yeah, he, he gave me a couple of... No, no, no. Happy cutting in. He told him my Florida idea. Don't interrupt. To Biff. How, how do you react to the Florida idea? Dad, will you give me a minute to explain? I've been waiting for you to explain since I sat down here. What happened? He t- took you into his office and what? Well, I talked. And he listened, see? Famous for the way he listens, you know. What was his answer? His answer was, he breaks off, suddenly angry. Dad, you're not letting me tell you what I want to tell you. Willie accusing, angered. You didn't see him, did you? I did see him. What, you insult him or something? You insulted him, didn't you? Listen, will you let me out of it? Will you let me out of it? What the hell? I can't talk to him. A single raw trumpet note jars the ear, and instantly the Loman house, which has remained visible behind the little restaurant area, but in relative darkness, the house comes alive as it is, stained with greenish leaves as though seen through the murk of a memory, and while Biff and Happy are talking with Willie in the restaurant, we glimpse Willie's thought of young Bernard, dressed in knickers as he used to be, rushing into the kitchen and calling. Young Bernard, frantically, Mrs. Loman, Mrs. Loman. Happy, tell him what happened. Biff to Happy, shut up and, and leave me alone. No, no, you had to go and flunk math. What math? What are you talking about? Mrs. Loman, Mrs. Loman. Linda appears in the house as of old. Willie wildly, math, math, math. Take it easy, Pop. Mrs. Loman, Willie furiously, if you hadn't flunked, you'd been set by now. Now look, I'm going to tell you what happened, and you're going to listen to me. Mrs. Loman, I waited six hours. What the hell are you saying? I kept sending him my name, but he wouldn't see me. So finally he, he continues, unheard, as light fades low on the restaurant, and our total attention is on the house. Biff flunked math. No. Birnbaum flunked him. They won't graduate him. But they have to. He's got to go to university. Where is he? Biff, Biff. No, he left. He went to Grand Central. You mean, he went to Boston? Is Uncle Willie in Boston? Oh, maybe Willie can talk to the teacher. Oh, a poor, poor boy. The light on Bernard and Linda suddenly snaps out. And we are back in the restaurant where Biff who has been talking throughout this imagined scene, now becomes audible to us. He is holding up a fountain pen, and Willie is staring at him as though desperately trying to focus his mind on what his son is saying. So, I'm washed up with Oliver, you understand? Are you listening to me? Willie, at a loss. Yeah, sure. If you hadn't flunked... Flunked what? What are you talking about? Don't blame everything on me. I didn't flunk math. You did. What pen? That was awful dumb, Biff. A pen like that is worth... Willie seeing the pen for the first time. You took Oliver's pen? Biff weakening. Dad, I just explained it to you. You stole Bill Oliver's fountain pen? I didn't exactly steal it. That's just what I've been explaining to you. He had it in his hand, and just then Oliver walked in 
So he got nervous and stuck it in his pocket. My God, Biff. I never intended to do it, Dad. On the heels of Biff's shout, we hear, as though out of the air, the phone distorted voice of a hotel switchboard operator. Standish Arms, good evening. Willie, shouting wildly into the air. I'm not in my room. Biff, frightened. Dad, what's the matter? He and Happy stand up. Ringing, Mr. Loman, for you. I'm not there. Stop it. Biff, horrified, gets down on one knee before Willie. Dad, I'll make good. I'll make good. Willie tries to get it to his feet. Biff holds him down. Sit down now. No, you're no good. You're no good for anything. I am, Dad. I'll find something else, you understand? Now, don't worry about anything. He holds up Willie's face. Talk to me, Dad. Mr. Loman does not answer. Shall I page him? Willie, attempting to stand as though to rush and silence the operator. No, no, no. He'll strike something, Pop. No, no. Biff, desperately, standing over Willie. Pop, listen. Listen to me. I'm telling you something good. Oliver talked to his partner about the Florida idea. Are you listening? He, he talked to his partner, and he came to me. I'm going to be all right, you hear? Dad, listen to me. You said it was just a question of the amount. Then, then you got it. Why not? No, no, look, Pop. I'm supposed to have lunch with them tomorrow. I'm just telling you this, for you, you'll, you'll know that I can still make an impression, Pop. And I'll make good somewhere. But I can't go tomorrow, see? Why not? You simply... But then, Pop, you give it to him and tell him it was an oversight. Sure, have lunch tomorrow. I can't say that. You were doing a crossword puzzle and accidentally used his pen. Listen, kid. I took those balls years ago. Now I walk in with his fountain pen. That clenches it. Don't you see? I can't face him like that. I'll try elsewhere. The page's voice. Paging, Mr. Lawman. Don't you want to be anything? Pop, how can I go back? You don't want to be anything. Is that what's behind it? Biff, now angry at Willie for not crediting his sympathy. Don't take it that way. You think it was easy walking into that office after what I'd done to him? A team of horses couldn't have dragged me back to Bill Oliver. Then why'd you go? Why'd I go? Why'd I go? Look at you. Look at what's become of you. Willie hears the laughter of the woman, and his head turns. Biff, you're going to go to that lunch tomorrow, or I can't go. I've got no appointment. Biff, for... Are you spiting me? Don't take it that way. God damn it. Willie strikes Biff and falters away from the table. You rotten little louse. Are you spiting me? The woman's voice. Someone's at the door, Willie. I'm no good. Can't you see what I am? Happy, separating them. Hey, you're in a restaurant. Now cut it out, both of you. The girls enter. Hello, girls, sit down. The woman's laughter is heard again. I guess we might as well. This is Letta. The woman's voice. Willie, are you going to wake up? Biff, ignoring Willie. How are you, miss? Sit down. What do you drink? Letta might not be able to stay long. I got to get up very early tomorrow. I got jury du duty. I'm so excited. 
Were you fellows ever on a jury? No, but I've been in front of them. The girls laugh. This is my father. Isn't he cute? Sit down with us, Pop. Sit him down, Biff. Biff going to him. Come on, slugger. Drink us under the table. To hell with it. Come on, sit down, pal. On Biff's last insistence, Willie is about to sit. The woman's voice, now urgently. Willie, are you going to answer the door? The woman's call pulls Willie back. He starts left, befuddled. Hey, where are you going? Open the door. The door? The washroom, the door. Where's the door? Biff, leading Willie to the right. Just go straight down. Willie moves right. The woman's voice. Willie, Willie, are you going to get up? Get up, get up, get up. Willie exits right. I think it's sweet you bring your daddy along. Oh, he isn't really your father? Biff at left, turning to her resentfully. Miss Forsythe, you just seen a prince walk by. A fine, troubled prince. A hard-working, unappreciated prince. A pal, you understand? A good companion, always for his boys. That's so sweet. Well, girls, what's the program? We're wasting time. Come on, Biff. Gather round. Where would you like to go? Why don't you do something for him? Me? Don't you give a damn for him, Hap? What are you talking about? I'm the one who... I sense it. You don't give a good goddamn about him. He takes the rolled up hose from his pocket and he puts it on the table in front of Happy. Look what I found in the cellar, for Christ's sake. How can you bear to let it go on? Me? Who goes away? Who runs off and... Yeah, but he doesn't mean anything to you. You could help him. I can't. Don't you understand what I'm talking about? He's going to kill himself. Do you know that? Don't I know it? Me. Hap. Help him. Jesus. Help him. Help me. Help me. I can't bear to look at his face. Ready to weep, he hurries out upright. Happy, starting after him. Where are you going? Miss Forsythe. What's he so mad about? Come on, girls. We'll catch up. Miss Forsythe, as Happy pushes her out, say, I don't like that temper of his. He's just a little overstrung. He'll be all right. Willie off left as the woman laughs. Don't answer. Don't answer. Don't you want to tell your father? No, that's not my father. He's just a guy. Come on. We'll catch Biff. And honey, we're going to paint this town. Stanley, where's the check? Hey, Stanley. They exit. Stanley looks toward left. Stanley picks up a chair and follows them off the stage and all light goes out on the restaurant. Instantly, from the opposite side of the stage, the woman enters laughing and Willie follows her buttoning up his shirt. She is in a black slip. Raw, sensuous music accompanies their speech as well as the sound of knocking on a door. Now, on the background immediately around them, we notice a pattern of hotel wallpaper and Willie keeps glancing toward a certain direction as though at the door of a hotel room where the knocking is coming from. Will you stop laughing? Will you stop? Aren't you going to answer the door? He'll wake the whole hotel. I'm not expecting anybody. Why don't you have a drink, honey, and stop being so damn self-centered? I'm so lonely. You know, you ruined me, Willie. From now on, whenever you come to the office... I'll see that you go right through to the buyers. No waiting at my desk anymore, Willie. 
You ruined me. That's nice of you to say. Gee, you are self-centered. Why so sad? You are the saddest, self-centeredest soul I ever did seesaw. <laughs> she laughs. He kisses her. Come on inside, drummer boy. It's silly to be dressing in the middle of the night, as knocking is heard. Aren't you going to answer the door? They're knocking on the wrong door. But I felt the knocking, and he heard us talking in here. Maybe the hotel's on fire. Willie is terrorizing. It's a mistake. Tell them to go away. There's nobody there. It's getting on my nerves, Willie. There's somebody standing out there, and it's getting on my nerves. Willie, pushing her away from him. All right, stay in the bathroom here and don't come out. I think there's a law in Massachusetts about it, so don't come out. It may be that new room clerk. He looked very mean, so don't come out. It's a mistake. There's no fire. The knocking is heard again. He takes a few steps away from her, and she vanishes into the wing. The light follows him, and now he is facing young Biff, who carries a suitcase. Biff steps towards him. The music is gone. Why didn't you answer? Biff, what, what are you doing in Boston? Why didn't you answer? I've been knocking for five minutes. I called you on the phone. I just heard you. I was in the bathroom and I had the door shut. Did anything happen at home? Dad, I let you down. What do you mean? Dad. Biffo, what's this about? Putting his arm around Biff. Come on, let's go downstairs and, and get you a malted. Dad, I flunked math. Not for the term. The term. I haven't got enough credits to graduate. You mean to say Bernard wouldn't give you the answers? He did. He tried. But I only got 61. And they wouldn't give you four points? Birnbaum refused absolutely. I begged him, Pop. But he wouldn't give me those points. You got to talk to him before they close the school. Because if he saw the kind of a man you are, and you just talked to him in your way, I'm sure he'd come through for me. The class came right before practice, see? And I didn't go enough. Would you talk to him? He'd like you, Pop. You know the way you can talk. You're on. We'll drive right back. Oh, Dad, good work. I'm sure he'll change it for you. Go downstairs and tell the clerk I'm checking out. Go right down. Yes, sir. See, the reason he hates me, Pop, one day he was late for class. So I got up at the blackboard and in imitated him. I crossed my eyes and talked with a lisp. Willie laughing. You did? The kids like it. They nearly died laughing. Yeah? What'd you do? The square root of 63 is... Willie bursts out laughing. Biff joins him. And in the middle of it, he walked in. Willie laughs. And the woman joins in offstage. Willie, without hesitation, hurry downstairs and... Somebody in there? No, uh, that was next door. The woman laughs off stage. Somebody got into your bathroom. No, it's the next room. There's a party. The woman enters, laughing. She lists this. Can I come in? There's something in the bathtub, Willie, and it's moving. Willie looks at Biff, who is staring open-mouthed and horrified at the woman. Uh, you better go back to your room. They must be finished painting by now. They're painting her room, so I, I let her take a shower here. Go back, go back, he pushes her. The woman resisting. But I've got to get dressed, Willie. I can't get out of here. Go back, go back, suddenly striving for the ordinary. 
This is Miss Frances Biff. She's a buyer. They're painting her room. Go back, Miss Frances. Go back. But my clothes, I, I can't go out naked in the hall. Willie, pushing her off stage. Get out of here. Go back. Go back. Biff slowly sits down on his suitcase as the argument continues off stage. Where's my stockings? You promised me stockings, Willie. I have no stockings here. You had two boxes of size nine shears for me, and I want them. Here, for God's sakes, will you get out of here? The woman enters, holding a box of stockings. I just hope there's nobody in the hall. That's all I hope, to Biff. Are you football or baseball? Football. The woman, angry, humiliated. That's me, too. Good night. She snatches her clothes from Willie and walks out. Willie, after a pause, well, better get going. I want to get to school first thing in the morning. Get my suits out of the closet. I'll, I'll get my valise. Biff doesn't move. What's the matter? Biff remains motionless, tears falling. She's a buyer. Buys for J.H. Simmons. She lives down the hall. They're painting. You don't imagine. He breaks off after a pause. Now listen, pal. She's just a buyer. She sees merchandise in her room, and they have to keep it looking just so. Pause, assuming command. All right, get my suits. Biff doesn't move. Now stop crying and do as I say. I gave you an order. Biff, I gave you an order. Is that what you do when I give you an order? How dare you cry? Putting his arm around Biff. Now look, Biff, when you grow up, you'll understand about these things. You mustn't. You mustn't overemphasize a thing like this. I'll see Birnbaum first thing in the morning. Never mind. Willie getting down beside Biff. Never mind. He's going to give you those points. I'll see to it. He won't listen to you. He certainly will listen to me. You need those points for the U of Virginia. I'm not going there. Hey, if I can't get him to change that mark, you'll make it up at summer school. You've got all summer to... Biff is weeping breaking from him. Dad, Willie, infected by it. Oh, my boy. Dad, she's nothing to me, Biff. I was lonely. I was terribly lonely. You you gave her mama stockings? His tears break through, and he rises to go. Willie, grabbing for Biff. I gave you an order. Don't touch me, you liar. Apologize for that. You fake, you phony little fake, you fake... Overcome, he turns quickly and, weeping fully, goes out with his suitcase. Willie is left on the floor, on his knees. I gave you an order. Biff, come back here, or I'll beat you. Come back here. I'll whip you. Willie is on his knees, pounding the floor with his fists. And as he calls his unheard commands, the light changes around him. The wallpaper design has vanished from his surroundings. And now we see Stanley, the waiter, crossing the stage and approaching him. This man, who is on his knees, pounding the floor of the restaurant washroom. Willie, not noticing him yet, is still bellowing his commands. I gave you an order! And now, staring up into the waiter's face, he realizes and falls silent, blank. Stanley bends and helps him to his feet as a second waiter appears and watches from a distance. Hey, let's let's pick it up, pick it up, Mr. Loman. Your boy is left with the chippies. They said they'll they'll see you at home. But we were supposed to have dinner together. Music is heard. Willie's theme. Can can you make it? 
Uh, sure, I, I can make it. Suddenly concerned about his clothes. Do, do I look all right? Sure, you look all right. He flicks a speck off Willie's lapel. Here, here's a dollar. Oh, your son paid me. It's all right. Willie, putting it in Stanley's hand. No, take it. You're a good boy. Oh, no, no, you don't have to. Here, here's some more. I don't need it anymore. After a slight pause, tell me, is there a seed store in the neighborhood? Seeds? You mean like to plant? As Willie turns, Stanley slips the money back into his jacket pocket. Yes, carrots, peas. Well, there's hardware stores on 6th Avenue, but it may be too late now. Willie anxiously. Oh, I better hurry. I've got to get some seeds. He starts off to the right. I've got to get some seeds right away. Nothing's planted. I don't have a thing in the ground. Willie hurries out as the light goes down. Stanley moves over to the right after him, watches him off. The other waiter has been staring at Willie. Stanley to the waiter. Well, what are you looking at? The waiter picks up the chairs and moves off right. Stanley takes the table and follows him. The light fades on this area. There is a long pause, the sound of the flute coming over. The light gradually rises on the kitchen, which is empty. Happy appears at the door of the house, followed by Biff. Happy is carrying a large bunch of long-stemmed roses. He enters the kitchen, looks around for Linda. Not seeing her, he turns to Biff, who is just outside the house door, and makes a gesture with his hands, indicating, not here, I guess. He looks into the living room and freezes. Inside, Linda, unseen, is seated, Willie's coat on her lap. She rises ominously and quietly and moves toward Happy, who walks up into the kitchen, afraid. Hey, what are you doing up? Linda says nothing, but moves toward him implacably. Where's Pop? He keeps backing to the right, and now Linda is in full view in the doorway to the living room. Is he sleeping? Where were you? Happy, trying to laugh it off. We met two girls, Mom. Very fine types. Here, we brought you some flowers, offering them to her. Put them in your room, Ma. She knocks them to the floor at Biff's feet. He has now come inside and closed the door behind him. She stares at Biff, silent. Now, what'd you do that for? Mom, I, I want you to have some flowers. Linda, cutting Happy off violently to Biff. Don't you care whether he lives or dies? Happy, going to the stairs. Come upstairs, Biff. Biff, with a flare of disgust to Happy. Go away from me. To Linda. What do you mean, lives or dies? Nobody's dying around here, pal. Get out of my sight. Get out of here. I want to see the boss. You're not going near him. Where is he? He moves into the living room and Linda follows. Linda shouting after Biff. You invite him for dinner? He looks forward to it all day? Biff appears in his parents' bedroom, looks around and exits. And then you desert him there? There's no stranger you'd do that to. Why? He had a swell time with us. Listen, when I... Linda comes back into the kitchen. Desert him? I, I hope I don't outlive the day. Get out of here. Now look, Mom. Did you have to go to women tonight? You and your lousy, rotten whores? Biff re-enters the kitchen. Mom, all we did was follow Biff around trying to cheer him up. To Biff. Boy, 
What a night you gave me. Get out of here, both of you, and don't come back. I don't want you tormenting him any more. Go on now. Get your things together. To Biff. You can sleep in his apartment. She starts to pick up the flowers and stops herself. Pick up this stuff. I'm not your maid anymore. Pick it up, you bum you. Happy turns his back to her in refusal. Biff slowly moves over and gets down on his knees, picking up the flowers. You're a pair of animals. Not one, not another living soul would have had the cruelty to walk out on that man in a restaurant. Biff, not looking at her. Is that what he said? He didn't have to say anything. He was so humiliated, he nearly limped when he came in. But Mom, he had a great time with us. Biff, cutting him off violently. Shut up! Without another word, Happy goes upstairs. You, you didn't even go in to see if he was all right. Biff, still on the floor in front of Linda, the flowers in his hands, was self-loathing. No, didn't, didn't do a damn thing. How do you like that, hey? Left him babbling in a toilet. You louse, you. Now you hit it on the nose. He gets up, throws the flowers in the wastebasket. The scum of the earth. And you're looking at him. Get out of here. I gotta talk to the boss, Mom. Where is he? You're not going near him. Get out of this house. Biff, with absolute assurance, determination. No, we're going to have an abrupt conversation, him and me. You're not talking to him. Hammering is heard from outside the house, off right. Biff turns towards the noise. Linda, suddenly pleading. Will you please leave him alone? What's he doing out there? He's planting the garden. Biff, quietly. Now? Oh, my God. Biff moves outside, Linda following. The light dies down on them and comes up on the corner of the forestage as Willie walks into it. He is carrying a flashlight, a hoe, and a handful of seed packets. He wraps the top of the hoe abruptly to fix it firmly and then moves to the left, measuring off the distance with his foot. He holds the flashlight to look at the seed packets, reading off the instructions. He is in blue of light in his backyard. Carrots, quarter inch apart, rows, one foot rows, he measures it off. One foot, he puts down a package and measures off. Beets, he puts down another package and measures again. Lettuce, he reads the package, puts it down, one foot. He breaks off as Ben appears at the right and moves slowly down to him. What a proposition. Terrific, terrific. Because she suffered, Ben. The woman has suffered. You understand me? A man can't go out of the way he came in, Ben. A man has to go, he has to add up to something. You can't, you can't. Ben moves toward him as though to interrupt. You got to consider now. Don't answer so quick. Remember, it's a guaranteed $20,000 proposition. Now look, Ben, I want you to grow through the ins and outs of this thing with me. I've got nobody to talk to, Ben, and the woman has suffered. You hear me? Ben, standing still, considering, what's the proposition? It's $20,000 on the barrel head. Guaranteed. Guilt-edged. You understand? You want to make a fool of yourself. They may not honor the policy. How can they dare refuse? Didn't I work like a collie to meet every premium on the nose, and now they don't pay off? Impossible. It's called a cowardly thing, William. Why? 
Does it take more guts to stand here the rest of my life, ringing up a zero? Ben, yielding. That's a point, William. He moves, thinking, turns, and 20,000. That is something one can feel with his hands. It is there. Willie, now assured, is rising with power. Oh, Ben, that's the whole beauty of it. I see it like a diamond shining in the dark, hard and rough, and I can pick up the touch in my hand, not like like an appointment. This would not be another damn fooled appointment, Ben, and it changes all the aspects, because he thinks I'm nothing, see, and so he spites me. But the funeral, straightening up, Ben, that funeral will be massive. They'll come from Maine, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, all the old timers with the strange license plates. That boy will be thunderstruck, Ben, because he never realized I am known Rhode Island, New York, New Jersey. I am known, Ben, and he'll see it with his eyes once and for all. He'll see what I am, Ben. He's in for a shock, that boy. Ben, coming down to the edge of the garden. He'll call you a coward. Willie, suddenly fearful. No, that would be terrible. Yes, a damn fool. No, no, he mustn't. I won't have that. He's broken and desperate. He'll hate you, William. The gay music of the boys is heard. Oh, Ben, how do we get back to all the great times? Used to be so full of light and comradeship, the sleigh riding in winter, the ruddiness of his cheeks, and always some kind of good news coming, always something nice coming up ahead, and never even let me carry the valise in the house, and Simonize, Simonizing that red car. Why, why can't I give him something and not have him hate me? Let me think about it. He glances at his watch. I still have a little time. Remarkable proposition. But you got to be sure you're not making a fool of yourself. Ben drifts off stage and goes out of sight. Biff comes down from the left. Willie, suddenly conscious of Biff, turns and looks up at him, then begins picking up the packages of seeds in confusion. What the hell is that seed? Indignantly. You can't see nothing out here. They boxed in the whole goddamn neighborhood. There are people all around here. Don't you realize that? I'm busy. Don't bother me. Biff, taking the hoe from Willie. I'm saying goodbye to you, Pop. Willie looks at him, silent, unable to move. I'm not coming back anymore. You're not going to see Oliver tomorrow? I've got no appointment, Dad. He put his arm around you, and you've got no appointment? Pop, get this now, will you? Every time I've left... It's been a fight that sent me out of here. Today I realized something about myself. I tried to explain it to you, and, and I, I think I'm just not smart enough to make any sense of it. To hell with the whose fault it is or anything like that, he takes Willie's arm. Let's just wrap it up, eh? Come on in. We'll tell Mom, he gently tries to pull Willie to left. Willie frozen, immobile, with guilt in his voice. No. I don't want to see her. Come on, he pulls again, and Willie tries to pull away. Willie, highly nervous. No, no, I don't want to see her. Biff tries to look into Willie's face, as if to find the answer there. Why don't you want to see her? Willie, more harshly now. Don't bother me, will you? What do you mean you don't want to see her? You don't want them calling you yellow, do you? This isn't your fault, it's me. I'm a bum. Now come inside. Willie strains to get away. 
Do you hear what I said? Willie pulls away and quickly goes by himself into the house. Biff follows. Linda to Willie. Did you plant, dear? Biff at the door to Linda. All right, we had it out. I'm gone and I'm not writing any more. Linda going to Willie in the kitchen. I think that's the best way, dear, because there's no use trying it out. You'll just never get along. Willie doesn't respond. People ask where I am and what I'm doing. You don't know and you don't care. That way, it'll be off your mind and you can start brightening up again. All right? That clears it, doesn't it? Willie is silent and Biff goes to him. You going to wish me luck, Scout? He extends his hand. What do you say? Shake hands, Willie. Willie, turning to her, seething with hurt. There's no necessity to mention the pen at all, you know. Biff gently. I've got no appointment, Dad. Willie erupting fiercely. He put his arm. Dad, you're never going to see what I am. So what's the use of arguing? If I strike oil, I'll send you a check. Meantime, forget I'm alive. Willie to Linda. Spite, see? Shake hands, Dad. Not my hand. I was hoping not to go this way. Well, this is the way you're going. Goodbye. Biff looks at him a moment, then turns sharply and goes to the stairs. Willie stops him with, May you rot in hell if you leave this house. Biff turning. Exactly what is it that you want from me? I want you to know, on the train, in the mountains, in the valleys, wherever you go, that you cut down your life for spite. No, no, spite. Spite, spite is the word of your undoing. And when you're down and out, remember what did it. When you're rotting somewhere beside that railway track, remember. And don't you dare blame it on me. I'm not blaming it on you. I won't take the rap for this, you hear? Happy comes down the stairs and stands on the bottom step watching. That's just what I'm telling you. 